0: With Siata Dishmaya, let's continue with our lessons in meeting with the King of Kings and creating a place within ourselves, connecting our soul to the essence of our creator. There's no better bond than that. And so now let's continue. And so we stated earlier that certain factors can interfere with conditional love. And we described how to remove the first of these obstacles, like namely suffering. So now let's discuss a different obstacle to unconditional love and one who removes it will be able to succeed with all the me and that's the character trait so let's first explain the principle when hashem created adam Alishon, he also created a yetzaada in the form of the snake to tempt to tempt the and to eat from the etz hadas the tree of knowledge and as is known the nevesh haim writes that there's a fundamental difference between the kind of yetzada that existed before the hate the sin, and that which exists after the hate. So before the hate it was external. After the hate it became internalized. And so, how does this affect our practical avoda? So now let's 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 mention what the safarim HaKadoshim say and based and base our avoda on that. Each person has our own individual essence which is our I, our I, and this is the root of our inner self and our zone. the I wants something and then the person consciously thinks about it and so one will not think about something that doesn't interest him correct so sometimes the zone is strong and apparent and sometimes it's in the subconscious but if there is no zone at all then a person will not even think about it so a person may may see a thing but not pay attention to it so only if a person if what he sees corresponds to some inner reason will a person pay attention to it so the soul has faculties of thinking contemplating loving fearing hating and so on but where does it all come from and so does a person naturally desire to do good acts except that there's an external force that tries to convince us to do evil or does the soul really desire evil except that there's an external force pushing us to do good so for example if you have a son right and the son may have a certain interests and then the father will try to interest him in other endeavors the boy may want to play and then the father will convince him to go learn torah so if the son would have no interest whatsoever in learning the father could not convince him because that would be a creation out of nothing. And no person can accomplish such a feat. So the child certainly has both a ratson for learning and for playing, but he feels the ratson for playing much more strongly. And the ratson for learning seems like some kind of external heavenly voice telling him he should learn Torah, and the ratson to play pushes away. So what does the father do? He takes those fake positive thoughts on the child that tell the truth but are pushed to the side and tries to magnify and expose them so gradually the two desires become equal and then the ratson to learn becomes even stronger than the desire to play and he agrees to learn so the child has two desires it is it, it is possible that he will feel his main desire is to play while the desire to learn though based on truth is weak and it's also possible that he'll feel his real desire to learn while the desire to play will feel like a distraction the question may be asked of each of us is do we identify with the ratzon for torah and these or do we identify with nonsense except that there is some external force that pushes us to choose good so in simple words the yetzer told the i with the yetzer ara, trying to take us away from the goodness or are we essentially evil with the yetzah tov trying to take us out of that state? So this is a fundamental change that occurred to Adam Arishon through the hate. When the Nefesh HaHaim states that the hate placed the yetzah ara within man, he means that before the hate man was in a perfectly good state. And the yetzah ara tried to take him out of it and place him in an evil state. And after the hate the inclination of man's heart is evil from his youth. And this means that the soul has now been placed in a situation which good and evil are intermingled and evil dominates over good. So the job of the yetchatol by guiding a person to imbibe the Torah's wisdom and fulfill his commandment is to accrue merit for the soul so that it can inherit its place in a world that is all good. And this is a fundamental and deep distinction it's much more difficult to remove a person from his current state than it is to keep him where he is if a person is already in the shadow of evil it's very difficult to move him from there and the same is true if he's in the shadow of good so if a person were essentially in a positive state and the Yetzirata would try to remove him from there. It would have a, he would have a difficult task, while the task of the Yitzha Tov would be relatively easy. And that was a condition before the hate. After the hate, when one is in a state of the inclination of a man's heart is evil from his youth, he has a strong connection, a strong connection to evil. And the Yetzirata's task is much easier than that of the Yitzha Tov. So the Yitzha Tov has to work very hard now to relocate him to a world of total goodness. So, but the truth is that man's state before the sin is not only a matter of the distant past, that state as well is a potential in each of us, in each, in, in each and every one of us. It says, "Sadikum, their hearts are under their control. They have worked hard to plant their trees in a world of goodness, except for one branch that might incline to the side of evil and must be restored to the side of good. But the Rashaim, the Rashaim, their hearts are not under their control. They are under the power of the Yitzhara. And they have to struggle with each negative desire and restore it to the sight of goodness. So this is the constant struggle between the soul and the body. The soul seeks to do the will of its creator. But the body has its own physical interest. Adam had shown soul before the Hate was dominant. But afterwards it became hidden and the body became dominant. So, the hearts of the Sadiqim are under their control because their neshama radiates light and is in control. But the wicked have no control over their hearts because the body rules over them. And this is a person's avoda. His entire life is to leave the body and return to the soul. And therefore, return to the pristine state of Adam Arishon before the sin. And this is a very fundamental concept because we have to learn the root and understand the root of evil and the focus of our avoda. So, now to work with an idea. A person has to strive to understand its nature fully. For example, you might sit in a car and want to drive. But if you don't understand how it works, you're almost going to certainly crash. So you have to understand what all the controls in the car accomplish and then you can start using it. The same is true with Abodah Hashem. Before before a person wants to work with his soul, you have to understand its nature. Then you'll be able to direct all your faculties and bring them all into the service of the Creator. Every person has a Yetzirah and a Yetzirah. And the first step is to recognize these powers. And you have to identify what each one is telling you and what the balance of power in your soul is. And so now let's provide an example. You may have a desire to eat a particular food and you decide to conquer your desire so you decide that you will only eat certain foods but not that that desired not that desired food and this is a very superficial form of avoda and it's most likely to fail because you're working without understanding the basic principles you may you may have read in safarim that physical desire is a lowly trait which distances a person from his creator and you may decide not to eat so each day is a new struggle and we can't say that you'll definitely fail, but it's almost certain. And so we see that in general, each such commitments last for a very short time and then fade and come to an end. So before committing not to eat a certain food, you have to think, do I want to eat or not? And you should then become aware of the two forces operating within the force that desires to eat, and the opposing force that seeks to abstain. And so it's not enough to know that Hazal say that a person has a yetzatob and a yetzara. You have to also find these forces in your heart. And so if you suffice with the faith in this concept, although faith is wonderful, you won't be able to work with your heart. You must see how this relates to your inner self. Otherwise, the words of Hazal will be disconnected from you. You have to see what these forces that Hazal speak of show their presence in your heart. You should be sensitive to your feelings about food and then relate the words of Hazal to those feelings. And on one hand, you'll notice that you'll eat. And on the other hand, you will not eat. And based on how Hazal had taught us, the Yetzer is telling you to eat and the Yetzer Tov is telling you not to eat. Then you should consider, what do I really want? Which Ratzon is primary and which is secondary? Or are the two equal? And so this is the first step. If you discover that your will to eat is the primary red zone, it will be very dangerous for you to try to counteract that. If the ratzon zone not to eat is weaker, how will it have the strength to fight against a stronger will to eat? So you're trying to take upon yourself an Avoda above your level and you're very close to failure. You cannot work on not eating that food, but rather first work on strengthening the, pop, the proper ratzon. zone. So a person cannot just start by working on levels that... That you discover in safarim although they're important and wonderful you have to first recognize your own soul and its desires and only after that determine the level of avoda that's appropriate for you so in our example as long as your primary red zone is to eat that food your soul with regard to that is in the world of evil and if you're trying to stop eating while yet in that state then you're bound to fail so rather your initial effort has to be to nurture the desire to abstain and in this way you'll place the main part of your soul in the world of good and it will be much easier to deal with those branches that remain in the world of evil. So if you're essentially in the world of evil in an area such as physical desire and you try to engage in practical avoda to extract yourself from there. Even if you work with tremendous force, you you are trying to wage war with a Yetzirah that is the master of the house by coming at it from the outside. And this is extremely difficult work and a recipe for failure. So rather, you have to initially awaken the Ratzon to avoid that kind of eating to the extent that it's strong enough to become the master of the house. You'll then be in the world of good, and your struggle will only be to reclaim those branches that remain in the domain of evil. And understandably, this issue of the desire for food is only one example among many, but the lesson here is very essential. And so let's try to make this clear, because without clear understanding, it's very difficult to succeed in action. So each person has a rat song. If you would lose what you want more than anything, then you could die, right? So for example, there's a kind of person who's consumed by the desire for money. So he can have $200,000, but he's constantly thinking about ways to make more money. So if he would be suddenly informed that the money was lost, he could faint and even die. So why, why? Because he sees life is all about money. And if his money is taken, it's as if his life was taken. So you must not take away what a person perceives to be the point of his life. Because if you do, he could die. And if something is close to his life, its absence could make him ill. Our avoda is not to take away what seems to be central to our lives. But first to appreciate what life is really about and to give that more weight than other interests. Then we could take away what had masqueraded as life. But if we still think that a different interest is what gives meaning to life, it cannot be taken away. So returning to the desire for food, you have to understand the principle of the matter. There are two underlying forces. One is the Shem's will. And one is the person's will. And these are two distinct worlds. The transition between these two worlds is not quick. It's a gradual process that takes an entire lifetime. So when considering if you should eat, there's two factors. What do I want? And what does the Creator, or the Yetzer Tov, want? It's most difficult to say, I will forego my interest and choose what the Creator wants. This is self-sacrifice, and not everyone is capable of it. The easier way for most people is to explain to the I that it should want what Hashem wants. Don't rush to ignore the I. Rather, the responsible way to go about this is to work gradually, identifying Hashem's will and your will and to work for ways and look for ways to come to want what Hashem wants and so if the soul would not contain any element of Hashem's will then you can never be able to escape the will of the eye to accept the will of the Creator but because there's already some expression of Hashem's will deep in the soul then you can enter Hashem's world every Jew has an inner sense of our will is to do your will And so the soul is inherently bound with Hashem's will, and even the will of the I is a garment over Hashem's will. Deep down, the I, which superficially wants material things, and even forbidden things, is only a covering over Hashem's will. And so, if so, the human personality is made up of three levels, or three layers. Deep down, there's Hashem's will. Covering that is the will of the I to do Hashem's will. And covering that is the will to oppose Hashem's will. Shalom. So you can't jump from your improper will to Hashem's will. You have to first traverse the intermediate stage in which there is an I that also wants to do Hashem's will. The Pasuk says, when Hashem favors the ways of a man, even his enemies will make peace with him. So when the I foregoes his personal interests, it will desire Hashem's will and will no longer have the struggle but what prevents unconditional love a person senses only the will of his eye and doesn't feel Hashem and as long as the personal interests are dominant within and Hashem's will is not one is far from the proper oneness with Hashem and so how do we attain the sense of Hashem the Torah and Israel are one unity if we have the same ratson if we have the same ratson we can feel as one but if the wills are disparate there cannot be an inner oneness with the creator and there's more to say about this but the point here is that one must we have to abandon our prior personal interest and approach the will of Hashem by way of the understanding that even the i really wants what Hashem wants and ziyat dishmaya with Hashem's help may Hashem help us to bezrat Hashem, always and truly, want to do only bezrat Hashem, with Hashem's help, His will. Barukh Adonai Amen. Be, amen.